Hi, friends. Before I jump into this week's episode, I just wanted to give you a couple of quick notes. First of all, some personal and professional updates. Um, in just a moment, I'm going to be jumping into episode 285 called Retention for a Change with Principal L, Dr. TJ Vari, and Dr. Joseph Jones. You're going to love this episode. But I wanted to say something about it. When I interview leaders, I like to dive deeply into the feedback they provide. And if you've listened to my show, you know that I'm often asking follow-up questions and applying those to listeners. But when I interviewed this week's guest, unfortunately, my video and audio connection was very weak. And as a result, when I listened back later, the audio recording of my own voice was just not very clear for you, the listener, or for my guests. Now, thankfully, I had sent them a list of questions in advance, and so they were still able to answer with clarity and depth. But when I listened back, I recognized that I was not able to do the kind of in-depth follow-up that I normally do with principal podcast interviews. So what you're going to be hearing in this week's version is an edited version where I did some serious changes in my own recording of my voice so that you could have a clear version of that conversation. But having said that, my guest voices recordings are original and clear. Um, and I believe that you'll still find the takeaways from Dr. L and Dr. Vari and Dr. Jones to be both helpful and insightful. I did reach back to them with a copy to make sure that they were good with what I'm going to be sharing with you today. And they said that they were. So with that in mind, I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Um, a couple of other notes while I've got your attention. If you are a frequent Principal Matters listener, I just wanted to give you a quick note um, that I have enjoyed providing lots of professional learning for educators who are also listeners to the show um, across the U.S. Uh, just this semester, I've been working with principals in Ohio and in Texas and Kentucky and California. And if you or your teams are interested in learning ways that my professional development might enrich your aspiring leaders, your new assistant principals, your principals, or how your veteran leaders might benefit from some PD or executive coaching, please reach out. I have limited openings through the summer as well as for 22-23. And you can always reach me at my email at will at williamdparker.com. Or if you're a Twitter user, you can send me a message via my handle at williamdp. You can check out all my resources, of course, at my website at williamdparker.com. Well, I hope that you are doing well this week. Oh, one more shout out. Uh, last week, I was able to attend the National Association of Secondary School Principals Advocacy Conference in Washington, D.C., and I'm so proud of a dear friend of mine who's also a fellow Oklahoma school leader, Chris Legrand, the principal of Guthrie High School, who was named the 2022 Advocacy Champion of the Year by NASSP, and together with other administrators, we enjoyed some great learning as well as visits to the Hill for the first time since the pandemic began, so just a big thank you to the National Association of Secondary Principals for that opportunity. Well, having said all that, I hope you enjoyed this week's amazing interview with Principal L, Dr. TJ Vari, and Dr. Joseph Jones. Principal Matters Podcast, episode 285. Hi, friends. This is Will Parker, host of Principal Matters, the school leaders podcast, where each week we bring you inspiring, innovative, and imaginative ideas for your own school leadership. This week, we're talking about retention for change 
with my guests, Principal L, Dr. T.J. Vari, and Dr. Joseph Jones. Dr. Salome Thomas L, Dr. T.J. Vari, and Dr. Joseph Jones are school and district leaders in the state of Delaware. Their team has been honored with providing statewide training for new assistant principals and principals through the Delaware Department of Education. And they have keynoted or provided professional development in many states and national conferences. They are the authors or co-authors of six books on leadership, feedback for teachers and leaders, influence, school culture, equity, recruiting and retaining teachers, and so much more. And their newest book, Retention for Change, which will be out this spring, focuses on teacher retention, positive school culture, and motivation. Dr. Salome Thomas L., also known as Principal L., is a former longtime leader in the Philadelphia public school system and is currently the principal of a two-time national chess champion K-8 charter school. Dr. L, welcome to Principal Matters Podcast. Yes, sir. Thanks for having us. Dr. Joseph Jones is a former high school principal and currently the superintendent of a nationally recognized CTE school district in Delaware. Dr. Jones, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having us. And Dr. T.J. Vari is a former middle school award-winning principal and currently assistant superintendent of the fastest growing school district in Delaware. Dr. Vari, welcome to Principal Matters Podcast. Great to be here. Thank you. Well, I want to begin my first question with Principal L. Principal L, this new book, Retention for Change, what compelled you three to write this new book? Yeah, first off, I want to, again, I want to thank you for having us because your principles matter. And so I know that that's, you know, near and dear to your, to your heart, aspiring leaders, current leaders, superintendents, everybody, school board leaders. Um, so we're, we're honored to be here. And that's basically what inspired us, you know, to write this book together as a, as a unit. You know, we're all, you know, leaders in, uh, in the state of Delaware. And we saw before the pandemic that there would be a need for supporting our teachers and leaders, you know, um, as far as recruitment, but also, you know, retention. Um, we know that we had, um, you know, their uh, our education programs were lacking the enrollment. But we also know that there are just a large number of challenges that teachers and leaders are facing, you know, in our schools. And we start we wrote a book, Building a Winning Team. And we, um, in writing that book, we realized that in building a winning team, we also knew that the best form of recruitment was retention. And so if you're going to build a winning team, you also have to be able to hold on, you know, to that team. And so these two guys that I work with, I've worked with for years are amazing thought leaders. And, um, and they just decided, hey, listen, let's write a book. Um, of course, you know, we'll give the publisher some credit too. Um, they gave us some great input on that. But these two guys said, listen, let's write a book that we know now. We didn't know uh, uh, we didn't know that a pandemic was coming. We didn't know COVID was coming, but we knew that a, a va exodus, a mass exodus, was on the way. And um, and Joe and TJ, you know, went um, went in hard and and uh, and just really uh, inspired me to to really get on board with with this idea. Thank you, Principal L. My next question is for Dr. Jones. As leaders face unprecedented times with teacher shortages. Can you share some key ideas that they should keep in mind for finding high 
quality teachers? Yeah, Will, thank you. It's a wonderful question because it's probably the burning question among school leaders right now. We've seen a dip in individuals going into education since the 1970s. So we can discuss COVID, we can discuss other issues, but in reality, the profession has not attracted people um, the way it has in the past for decades now. <clears throat> we just see it more you know, aggressively with the pandemic because more people are opting to leave. I think as educators, we have to, you know, lack of better words, take the bull by the horns and do a few things. When we ask ourselves, you know, how can we attract high quality teachers? You know, part of the issue is the applicant pool itself is limited. So what happens and we're finding out more and more our districts and schools are simply taking high quality teachers from one another. So we don't want that to happen because then we're just shuffling the deck. We need to draw more people in. So we, we all three of us feel the best way to start doing this is building our own, you know, ed, educator pipelines. And so, um, you know, in my district, we have started some teacher academy programs. I know in TJ's district, they've done the same. They've actually offered graduating students contracts um, to come back and work in that district. Um, that's the fastest growing district in Delaware. So they, they can offer those things. And I think the other great way to attract or recruit is, you know, offer people, you know, why this is such a noble profession, but those that are looking for change in other industries. So when we're talking about attracting and retaining, I think we have to think about how we can really develop our own and build a pipeline in. The second piece, though, is there's other individuals who want to teach, and we have to make it easier for them to cross over into our profession. And I know there are some great programs. Um, University of Delaware, again, local to us, but just started a robust teacher residency program for teacher, you know, for aspiring teachers from other industries. I think those are two ways that we can start to develop, you know, and attract and retain high quality professionals um, without just shuffling a deck and taking from one another. Um, and then I'll just end on the fact that we have to do more of what we're doing today, celebrating education, sharing with people the great things going on, changing the narrative that this is still a noble profession that does incredible things for incredible people each and every day and have people want to be a part of this system. That's fantastic. Dr. Vari, this next question is for you, because I know that not only finding high quality teachers is important, but also developing and supporting them. So what tips or ideas do you have for developing and supporting teachers and staff for the long term? Yeah, you bring up, a. I mean, this question is awesome and I love it about developing and supporting. What we know is that uh, educator capacity is maybe one of the most important tools for both retention and the delivery of services that we, we provide for students. So intentionally building the capacity of our team is gotta be at the top of the list of what principals and assistant principals are thinking about um, with their staff. 
And what we also know is that those of us who have had the deepest and greatest capacity had the least difficulty with the most trying times that we've, we've been through in these recent years. So developing the capacity prior to difficult times is always a strategy to support people when the difficult times hits. So we can't forget that, we can't back off of it, and we have to continue to, to deepen the capacity of our workforce um, you know, with the teachers being probably the, the most important group um, that we can that we can work with. But you asked for a tip. Uh, and so I know that listeners are probably waiting for, you know, some technical tip from 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 our book. And I'm going to give you two. The first is we need to do an inventory. We need to do a process inventory as leaders with all of our staff in mind, a SWOT analysis of some sort. What are their strengths? What are their weaknesses? What are the opportunities that they have? And what are the threats uh, to those opportunities? And then we need to make an individualized plan to deepen the capacity of every single person on staff, right? So we need to do that inventory. We need to send out a self inventory so that people can reflect on where they are with their capacity and what it is that they wanna work on in professional development. We can't just use can PD for everybody all the time. We need to individualize these capacity building um, and supporting. And the second thing I'm going to say is we need to get better at feedback. We need to get better at giving feedback. We need our people to get better at giving feedback to one another, peer feedback. Um, and that includes praise, like Dr. Jones said, lifting people, praising people, celebrating the great things that our people are doing. Just because I say feedback doesn't mean we mean criticism, we're talking about uh, corrective action, specific praise, and 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 the, the dialogue that we have in our schools. And if we do those inventories and we do them right and we get better at feedback, we'll build the capacity, we'll support our educators, and they'll choose to stay. Thank you for those specific suggestions. Principal L, I want to come back to you with this question. What suggestions do you have for principals or leaders who also need ideas for right now? Teachers and staff are tired. And so what ideas do principals or leaders keep in mind for encouraging their staff in the day-to-day -day work of school? And Dr. Will, you're right. You know, we're dealing with some tired and overworked folks. I want to definitely want to thank TJ for giving me a shout out because he said that if we invest in our people, they're going to choose to stay. And, you know, that's the title of my first book that was released in 2003. So that tells you how old I am. You know, I'm an old guy. But, I mean, he's so right. And Joe is giving you long term solutions, sustainable. And that's what this book, Retention for Change, is all about. We wrote this book because um, we, wanted, we wanted educators and leaders out there um, to truly understand that, that they have to focus on motivating, inspiring, and energizing their school culture and their staff. Teachers and principals, leaders, they knew years ago that the shortages were on the horizon. The general public is now just taking notice. See, I start feeling like a preacher when we bring up this topic because we knew inside and we were screaming it, but nobody was listening. Nobody would invest. When, you know, years ago when, 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 when we had all these budget issues in, in the country, they took from education and they never replaced uh, uh, the funding. And that's what we're dealing with right now. We knew, now they know. And now our teachers are at a breaking point. So low pay, poor working conditions, we've got to find long-term solutions. And what you hear, you know, my two co-authors talking about today, lifting people through positivity, celebrating our folks, 
making sure uh, a feedback is specific, making sure feedback is aligned with the mission and goals of, of the school, of the organization. And these are all things we talk about in retention for a change. So long-term solutions, investing our people. Here, here's the deal, compassion before passion, compassionate leadership. We need, the, we need more empathy, we need more understanding. And finally, let's embrace our role as learners. Let's learn from, I learned this from my brother Joe early on in this process. We go through this, but we, but, but we also grow through it as well. And we're learning right now, we're not going to be able to survive without our teachers. So you must invest in them. We must find ways to make sure that we're taking care of them and build a pipeline like, like these guys are talking about, build a pipeline for our future. Well, I know your book will be a powerful resource for school leaders. So how can school leaders stay connected with your resources, your trainings, and how can they find this new book? I think one of the, the easiest ways um, <clears throat> is through uh, our blog, the schoolhouse02.com. Uh, we try to provide you know free resources, and these are thoughts that really designed around what we're facing today. It's about educational leadership. It's about ways in which we can connect with not only our families and our teachers, but also our students. Um, so that's that's one of the primary ways we, ju we just try to give people content and contribute to the industry. So that's one of the easiest ways. And, and I'll let my, my, my friends here chime in. I think the others, we do our best to connect with people virtually. Um, and then also with different types of professional development, coaching, leadership coaching, you know, all of that is near and dear to our heart. I think the three of us have embarked on this journey because it's about influence. And we all went into administrative positions originally, I think, just to have a greater level of influence for the betterment of kids. The work we're doing now is just continuing down that line. Um, so, you know, we're very fortunate to be able to speak at different conferences, speak uh, to different districts and different schools, depending on their needs. Um, but I think that's one of the easiest ways to originally connect with us. Um, but I'll turn it over to Principal L as well um, to dig into that a little deeper. Yeah, th thanks, Joe. And, um, and one thing I think about as you're speaking is we just did a recent presentation for Wayne Risa, and they provide leadership uh, supports uh, uh, in the uh, in the Detroit area in Wayne County. And the same day, and, and we and we just did a presentation on our passionate leadership, building a winning team, supporting principals and teachers. The same day, they invited us to come back the next year. So we just came back and did a and did a, a two day presentation for administrators day and evening for. Um, for those um, who really want to dig into this retention, how how are we how are we focusing on taking care of our te teachers and administrators? We have overworked them. We've asked them for so much, and we haven't poured into them. And that's really what we wanted to give to those leaders: is finding ways beyond the, the baby showers, beyond the wedding celebrations. How are we truly through professional development and also through feedback? And feedback um, and candor is not always negative. It's about letting folks know how they're doing and how you know they're growing. So connect with us on social media. We're all very active on Twitter um, and the other platforms, LinkedIn, um, Instagram, Facebook. Connect with us. Resources are free. Learning is free. And listen, invite us. We'll come on virtually 
and um, and talk with you, with your teams. We want to, it's all about influence, as Joe said, the immortality of influence. We have to invest in the next generation of teachers and leaders. And this is the work that we've been called to do. And we are going to continue to do it, regardless of what the rest of the world say. Uh, TJ? Uh, the only thing I would add is like you know, at the schoolhouse302.com, you can um, stay tuned for some virtual master classes that you can take asynchronously. So stay tuned for that. Well, gentlemen, it's such an honor to have you in the room. And I know that the work that you've been doing with school leaders and principals across the U.S. is so important. But I want to ask a follow-up question as well. And this question is, how can leaders stay encouraged to not work in isolation? Because you know that in the work that you do, it's together where we learn more. Well, what you're seeing right here is a prime example. Because you're right. You know, as leaders, we can be very isolated. So what I did was I, I reached across um, those leadership lines and I didn't look for leaders who look like me. I didn't look for leaders who were leading schools like me. You know, we all three run different types of schools and school districts because we have to embrace change. And we can't just talk about Dr. Will, you know this because you've been doing this work for decades. We can't talk about it. We got to be about it, right? Folks can't just hear our testimony. They have to see it. And so I reached out to these guys and said, listen, you are making a huge impact in Delaware. I think together we can impact the nation and the world. And that was that was three books ago, um, four books in you know in total because they wrote an amazing book on feedback when we uh, when we first met. And um, and I, I truly believe that it all starts with having the courage to reach out. Don't feel like don't have that imposter syndrome. Like if I reach out to someone, they're going to think I'm an inadequate leader. No, reach out and don't always reach out to someone who's in your same circle. Or, who, or who's comfortable, you gotta get out of that comfort zone. And that's what I did, and it's the best thing I've ever done because guess what? I wasn't Dr. L before I met these guys, but I'm Dr. L now. So if you need any more evidence-based uh, strategies or, or results, that's it. They encouraged me, and I remember Joe, is still in my head. Joe said, man, just get it done. You know, stop worrying and get it done. And TJ said, you can't edit a blank page. You know, he was my, you know, he, he was my chair and he, and he, was, he was hard on me. I said, you're my friend. He said, yeah, but I need you to finish this before the end. So let's get it done. And so that, that's the tip for me is connect with others. And we talk about this in the book and in our presentations, connect with others. And also you can't just talk about diversity and equity. You wanna be innovative. You gotta reach across those gender lines, those race lines, color, economics, everything. Find those leaders who need help and influence them and make a difference and make an impact, choose impact over compliance. Dr. L, that is so incredible. Well, normally I begin the show by asking this question, but I wanna wrap up today's show by asking you to share a little bit more about yourselves and what would surprise listeners to know about you? And so Dr. Jones, what would surprise listeners to know about you? That's an excellent question. At the end of the day, um, that's you know that's a great question. What would surprise people about me? I, I would you know like to think that I'm pretty out there with myself, who I am, and so on. Um, but something that might surprise me. Tell, tell surprise them how you're an amazing you, you, you're an amazing granddad. Well, I was thinking that L. I'm a young grandfather, but um, I got a my son had um, 
a child. Uh, her name's Adelina. She's absolutely amazing. And I will say that a part of the work we're doing ties directly to her. You know, what, what are we building um, for kids who right now aren't even thinking about a classroom? And what does that look like for the greater world? Um, the other thing I was going to say, too, though, in a weird way, um, I still miss the classroom a great deal. I miss connecting with kids on a personal level a great deal. It's something as I, I move further along in my career, you would think you kind of get over it. Um, I would just say the nostalgia grows um, of dealing with kids, working with them, teaching with them. I had the opportunity just yesterday to talk with kids one-on-one -on -one and in a group, and it was by far the highlight of my week, by far. I saw you post some about that, Joe. You look like a natural. I'm like, he's ready to go back in the classroom. <laughs> yeah, that looks good. And you know, and you know what, Doctor Will also, you know, he's well, you can see the his sons are doing and make. You know, he he's doing some. He's an inspiration to me. You know, as, as a father, when I see the time, he's a great family man. And um, and and as a leader, when you take on school leadership, and this is what your inspiring leaders need to realize: when you take on school leadership your teachers and staff are gonna look at what kind of family person you are, what kind of role model you are for them. So that's an important part of leadership is how are you taking care of yourself and take care of others? And, and Joe and TJ are great examples of taking care of themselves, their bodies, but also taking care of those that, that they serve as well. Well, Joe, you are definitely one of the youngest granddads I know, just looking at you by video. I mean, you look like you're 25 years old, but thank you for that powerful reminder of why we do this work. Dr. Vari, what would surprise listeners to know about you? Something that is definitely um, extraordinary about my district, you mentioned it was the fastest growing district in the, in the state. We grow at about six, right now, 600 kids a year. So anybody out there who's working in a school system knows that that's a school every year and you can't build schools every year. So it's a, it's a great problem to have. Um, but I'll also echo something that, that Dr. Jones said about being in the classroom. I teach it at several universities and I build coursework uh, at, at several universities. And I just can't get enough of that. Um, I, I, I think the influence is there, uh, training administrators of the future, um, helping people like Principal L said, get their doctorate degree and just the capacity building that can happen at that level uh, to influence all the way back down into the classroom. So that's something about me that, uh, that I, I plan on using all the way through retirement. Wow, 600 new students a year. Well, I know we're limited on time on today's episode, but I would love to circle back with you and ask for that story. Dr. L, I'm going to ask you that same question. What would surprise listeners to know about you as we wrap up this conversation? Well, speaking of wrapping it up, I'm a wannabe rapper, you know, um, these guys get to hear it all the time, but you know, I go in my classrooms, you know, I'm old school rap though, you know, just education, you know, about, about life. Um, but I also, um, you know, I'm at the school level still. So these guys are doing amazing work at the district level. So I'm a school principal. So I actually go in, I substitute teach. I actually covered algebra class the other day. And the next day the teacher had to give me some feedback on how I could get better. But remember great leaders are great listeners. You know, we're learners, you know, the impact of the educator is not determined by the ability to teach, but rather their ability to learn and be curious. And so we all have embraced that. And, um, and I think finally what people may not know is uh, I'm a pretty decent tennis player. I get beat a lot, but I actually travel 
when I go and speak and I actually take principals and superintendents out on the tennis court and I give them some work. Now I'm far from Serena Williams or Pete Sampras, but uh, I've actually played tennis in, um, in different parts of, um, different parts of the country with, um, with leaders out there, just as a way for us to get a break from, you know, from the, the grind of, of, of the job. But um, I'm also uh, someone who, I'm, you know, I'm a father and I'm someone who loves, as these guys say, we don't, and it's what makes us unique. We're practitioners, we're guys who are still on the ground and we love teaching. So we don't, we didn't forget about where we came from. And I think that's important right now for folks when they want to, when they're in this work and struggling, they want to make sure that, that they're working with people who are willing to get some dirt on their clothes, just like they're getting on them every day. Well, Dr. Salome Thomas L., Dr. Joseph Jones, Dr. TJ Vari, thank you so much for the work that you're doing with school leaders. Thank you for your resources. Thank you for the opportunity to connect you with Principal Matters listeners. And Principal Matters listeners, I just want to encourage you to check out this amazing group of leaders who can provide you with collaboration, with ideas, with inspiration. I want to thank you for doing what matters. And I want to thank you for listening this week because what you do matters. And we'll talk to you again soon. You can find other free resources like this one at my website at williamdparker.com.